And so we thank you for all the support that you have done for us on this platform. And you know that everything that you do for us helps everyone else. And I want to thank everyone who has reached out and said, um, get well soon and everything. You know, I've been kind of, this bug got me or whatever. But, you know, the show still goes on, right? So I'm not going to um, keep us going too longer because I know that I have some introductions, um, some other things I want to talk about real quick before I bring on Dr. Wright. And uh, let's see what we have here. I have a big announcement. And you all been waiting for it. TEDx Mellon Street, you guys. So, TEDx Mellon Street. Those who follow me know that I am the curator for the new TEDx Mellon Street here in the Hampton Roads area of Virginia. It's going to be in Virginia Beach in November. And so, our call for speakers is going to be on tomorrow. I know I'm a few days late. Please forgive me. It's the bug. But it's going to happen tomorrow. So, those of you that have been waiting to you know, send in these applications and all that good stuff, Definitely, you'll see it. I will post it everywhere. And I want to make sure that you are following us on TEDx Mellon Street on Instagram and Facebook because going forward, I will strive to do more of the announcements there, okay? So definitely check that out. And remember to continue to support us. I am part of a bestseller, Amazon bestseller of author of Own It. Um, unapologetically it's the journal and book and so um, yeah continue to support us and everything that we're doing with that and we have an event our launch event is going to be in the DR in April you guys so I want to go ahead and shout out this video and shout out this event to you as well That is the event that we're going to be having down in the DR in April. And it is our launch event for the book that we are. It's like 57 authors. I've had some of them online on the podcast on this past Sunday. And next month, I'll have some more up there um, on the podcast to bring some more authors to you. And we just continue to talk about what we're doing um, in their lives and with this book and the event that's coming up. And so I have one more thing. I am so excited about this. This just came through today, you guys. And after I play this video, I am going to have the, my very own Dr. Wright, the crowdfunding expert, you guys. And she'll be with us in one second. This video, yeah, y'all gotta check this out. Hi y'all, I'm Queen Latifah, and today I'm here to encourage you to visit small. How about you drop it to SWI Management Group in Hampton, Virginia? Just one of many small businesses that are benefiting with the help from Lenovo Evolve Small. And me, the Queen of Small. What are you waiting for? All 
That's right, you guys. What are you waiting for? So anyway, yes. So I had that, that dope video that came through today. I just had to share it with you guys. Um, but anyway, I'm going to bring up Dr. Wright real quick. And Leticia, are you ready? Hey, Dr. Wright, how are you? I am ready. How? I am wonderful. Can you hear me okay? Everything's good? Yes, everything is wonderful. Thank you for joining us tonight. Thank you so much for having me. I so appreciate getting to spend some time with you. And I want to say congratulations on your book, Bravo, and on your DR event. I think that is really beautiful and really important to celebrate your wins. And so I just want to say congratulations and keep up all the good work. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. And, you know, and I just want to congratulate you. I mean, I was looking over your bio and everything, and you, you're just a powerhouse. And I just love everything that you're doing, and I just can't wait to dig into it tonight. And before I get started, I want to, there's one question that I always ask everybody on my show. Who is Dr. Letitia Wright? Well, that is an awesome question, and I people don't ask me that. So I cannot remember being asked that, so that <laughs> is an awesome question. Who am I? Who am I today? I am a talk show host, a television producer. I have my own Roku network. I am a crowdfunding expert. I am one of the top 100 crowdfunding experts in America today. And I am also a growing philanthropist in the area of the unhoused. Um, this has been something that has actually been brewing for quite some time. I've been doing it for a long time, assisting friends. I have uh, two very good friends. One has been doing homeless work for years, and I would always help. And the other one introduced me to uh, doing homeless work with youth, which mm -hmm. is completely different. Mm -hmm. And these two women have really mentored me into becoming an, an arm for assistance for, for children and adults who are unhoused at this time. Mm -hmm. So I am a person who I love life. I love to travel. I've always got great travel stories. Uh, I just got back from Columbus and I have a great travel story about that. But I love communication. I love people being able to tell their story. And I'm a person who wants to facilitate you getting it out there, whether you need money or you need a platform. I love it. Platform and money together. Those are the best two options because, you know, you have a lot of business owners today and it's like they look at one thing over the other, but you really do need both in order to really excel higher and that funding and visibility is a power component together. So how did you get started in the whole crowdfunding? Well, crowdfunding was uh, just getting started. This was back in 2010. And I had heard a little bit about it. And we were in a, if you all were in business back then, it was tough. We were in a recession. It was really hard for entrepreneurs and business owners to get loans. Money was very, very tight. Mm. It was really tough. So what I did is I watched, I heard about it, and I watched a friend of mine who had a book that he crowdfunded. So my first experience is with crowdfunding a book. And so he called it a pug named Bender. And I watched his entire process and it clicked. It was like entrepreneurs need to embrace crowdfunding because it's a way to bring money to the table for yourself without getting a loan, 
without worrying about qualifying. It can bring money to your project no matter where you are, if you're still in the planning session, whether you've still got something going, whether it's going full force, you can utilize crowdfunding as a way to bring in cash. And I just thought this is something entrepreneurs need to know about. And so I, there, were, there were three books out when I first started, and I wasn't the author of any of those books. And so what I did was I called three business friends, and this is what I said. So I call you up, hey, Sasha, how are you? You do, you do. <laughs> hey girl, I'm working on this thing called crowdfunding. This is, brings money into your business. I'm just learning how to do it. We've been friends for a while. You know, I'm not here to rip, you know, rip you off or look, make you look bad. But will you allow me to do some crowdfunding for your business and get some money to you? Would you be cool with that? I, I'm. This is gonna tell you I'm new, but I'm really learning a lot. Would that be cool, Sasha? Yes, indeed. Okay, I spent that and I got 10 people to say yes indeed. Oh, there you <laughs> well, go. So that's what it is. So I did 12, I did 10 crowdfunding projects for other people. Mm -hmm. Six were great, four crashed and burned and you can still see the smoke from here. It was bad, but I had notes. Yeah. <laughs> I had all of the ideas and the learning experience. Mm -hmm. And while I did go to some other people's classes, I knew that they had never actually done crowdfunding because they were talking about things that didn't matter. I sat in a class that was sponsored by the SBDC and the woman was saying how they will check you out and they will do this and they will do that. And I said, none of that happens on the platform that you're talking about, mm -hmm. not any of that. And so I began to be able to hear and learn who's talking from, you know, that whole theory that if you're, you know, study for 10,000 hours, you're an expert. Well, you have to actually do some things to, to be a true expert because in the experience you're going to come up against things that are not just in the in the books that you read mm -hmm. everything is not in the books that you read mm -hmm. and so i began teaching i called the sba and i said who's teaching crowdfunding at the sba this is the sba in los angeles Glendale office shout out sba and i <laughs> i said who's teaching crowdfunding and the woman said What's crowdfunding? I said, <clears throat> I'm teaching crowdfunding. When do you want me to come in? And I started teaching crowdfunding classes. <laughs> I, <love laughs> I did this for the SBDC. Mm -hmm. I also for the SBA in Las Vegas. So I love hanging out next month. Matter of fact, I'm going to be, uh, I think it's April 4th in Las Vegas. I'm going to be teaching. It is online. So anybody watching here can, they don't have to be from Las Vegas. They can, you know, just tune in and register. And so I started teaching entrepreneurs about crowdfunding because I felt like, oh gosh, this is really something you can do. Mm -hmm. I raised for my own book. It was called A Crowdfunded Life. Mm -hmm. And it was about crowdfunding to get people started. Most of the stuff I learned back then is very antiquated. I was doing crowdfunding before uh, our great President Obama mm -hmm. signed it into law. That picture of him signing it into law mm -hmm. took crowdfunding to a whole new level and it has not looked back since so i've been doing it for quite some time i have a lot of experience and so i do a lot of consulting with people walking them along the path and really just making sure that you don't step in the holes that i stepped in i can tell you how to walk that minefield because i know where the box you know i love that you found that that missing component, you know, between entrepreneurs and crowdfunding, because a lot of times people will always want to bootstrap, you know, it's, 
either you're able to get funding or you're not. And sometimes if you're not, you have to pull from your employment, or you have to bootstrap and anything. And a lot of times entrepreneurs aren't creative in that space of building funding on their own, unless they go into the crowdfunding and by you connecting the two together, that's awesome. Because usually crowdfunding was always known for something for creatives. And so- right. Creatives, yeah. but I mean, right now you can do it to raise shares in your business. Mm-hmm. You do not have to be a creative or a service. It works well with creatives, but the, what people were really missing is that the way that people raise money for the new coins, the Bitcoin, that was crowdfunding. Mm-hmm. So when you're thinking about, oh, it's going to be, you know, $2,000 on GoFundMe, I'm not talking about any of that. I'm talking about people raising millions and millions of dollars. I got to go to President Obama's. Uh, his last, he did this, uh, he used to do this entrepreneur uh, conference thing, and it was around the world. The last year that he was president, it was in California in Stanton. And so one of the one of my clients got to be a speaker, and I got to go as press and as, you know, kind of like in her little camp. But she was from the college, so they, you know, wanted her to speak. She had raised, through crowdfunding, almost a quarter million dollars for a game called Goldie blocks and this game was to get girls interested in engineering and all this kind of stuff and so um there is such a place for it and uh i'm telling you when president obama came through there it was like he was a rock star there were entrepreneurs literally from almost every country in the world there a lot of them were very young the ones in the top rafters were screaming we love you! you know like he was a rock star it was just it was freaking amazing. But all of these really large companies with their PayPal was there. Mm-hmm. Just like a lot of, you know, Blackstone was there. It was a lot of companies there. And so it was very, very interesting to see the tech that they were coming up with and the and they, um, just experiences that they were creating and the teaching that was going on was amazing. And crowdfunding is definitely part of that. People just are missing it. Mm-hmm. And if you needed to bootstrap and you didn't have a boot, Crowdfunding was what you were supposed to do because it's okay to bootstrap, but some people don't even have a boot. So now what? Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So what are? It doesn't matter. (laughs) So if so, I want to um, say this real quick to everyone. So people right here, right now, if you have questions, this is the time to ask. And I will have Dr. Letitia here because she's been doing this for a while. She, I mean, you are a pioneer or a trendsetter in this and a trailblazer. Because you, I mean, you're just breaking down the doors, you know, knocking on the door, SBA, like, oh no, like I'm here and now you're going to teach and you're going to have this and, and you've been doing that. So that is so amazing. And so what would be like, if somebody wanted to get started, what would be your top three tips of getting started? So my top three tips on getting started is to number one, understand exactly how much money you need. People try to go into this open-ended crowdfunding mm-hmm. and you don't want to do that. You want to say... I need to raise $25,000 in the next 90 days because people like the end. You know, we've all had stories read, written to, read to us when we were small, right. and we like the end. Time to <laughs> so they wanted to start and they wanted to end. So don't try to do this perpetual, it's going to be forever and all this, because you can crowdfund over and over again. It's not like you did it one time, now you can't do it. Mm-hmm. You can do it over and over again. So you're not going to be shut out of anything. So number one, know exactly how much you need. I start with that. People come to me, they ha- they don't know. Oh, I need about $5,000. Okay, good. Itemize that for me. 
They can't itemize it for mm-hmm. me because they've never sat down and actually figured it out. They're just guessing because you don't want to wind up short, mm-hmm. right? Having too much money is a great problem and having not enough, you, you we have to make an alternate plan. So number one, know exactly how much you need. Itemized. Nobody's going to come up with a 500.00 number. You're going to come up with 5,122 and 85 cents. You're going to come up with some real numbers mm-hmm. when you really figure it out. Number two, decide whether this is your business, your hobby, a personal thing. Like, we need to know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You can have fun for a hobby. Hey, I'm just having fun. I'm going to make, I'm going to, there's things, a thing called Maker 100 in January that Kickstarter does. Mm-hmm. And you could say, you're a writer. You could say, you know what, I'm making a special edition book. I'm only going to make 100. If you want one, this is what it's going to be about. Pay for it now. You'll get it in March. Mm-hmm. And so, boom, there you go. It's just a hundred books. So know, you know, exactly what you're doing, exactly what it costs. Oh, this is, this is a, you, this is your business. So for you, it would, would be business, but it could be a hobby. Mm-hmm. It could be a personal thing. Now I do not work with personal races. I only work with business. So mm-hmm. what I'm going to tell you guys and what I'm going to educate you on is really about business. If you have a personal race, we can have a private conversation about that, but I don't do that because I can't verify that people are in the trouble that they're in. Right. Yeah. My, I, I am a physician. That's why it's Dr. Wright. I am actually a physician. And I had someone come to me and say, hey, I need your help with this crowdfunding. Here's my wife's x-ray. She's got this cancer. I'm trying to raise so much money, blah, 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 blah. I said, honey, I'm looking at the x-ray. That's If your wife has cancer, that's not her x-ray because that's a healthy person because I can read x-rays. <laughs> so... You know, I, you can't always verify mm-hmm. when people are pulling a scam, especially if it's medical, because you do not have the right HIPAA laws. Right. Yeah. You do not have a right to um, get into their business like that. So I stay away from personal stuff, and I just go with business because I can verify. I can verify your business. I can check on the book. I can do all those things are out there. Right. I can verify that you are who you are, and that you you know you're going to do. I can't verify that you're absolutely going to do what you're going to do, but you know you're most likely going to complete it. Yeah, that's awesome. And so the then the key to this is having a strategy and a plan. You know, so when awesome. you're able to itemize, you got to have that business plan. You got to know exactly every I to dot, you know, every T to cross in order for you to understand, you know, that financial aspect of that business plan. And crowdfunding right. could be a perfect match. Right. And the thing is, for most people, if you're not doing crowdfunding all the time, bring in an expert. Mm-hmm. I saw this post that said, I've prayed, I've journaled, I've, uh, you know, sat with God, I've got the vision, and uh, now I'm going forward with this crowdfunding. They have every expectation to for it to be super successful. Not once did they check in with a professional. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So you're going to do everything else except work with a pro that can help you immediately? That makes no sense, people. you got to be willing to find a way to find the money to work with somebody who knows about That's an investment in yourself and will help you be moving forward. Yeah, yes. I mean, that's perfect. You, you guys, you hear, you heard it from the crowdfunder herself, the perfect expert, that you have to have that plan and strategy. You know, and it's good to have the vision, you know, because, you know, a lot of times we are teaching about, you know, your vision books, your vision boards and things like that. But in order to have that vision to go forward, you got to have the plan to support it. 
And when you have the plan to support it, and then you could go in and say, okay, what is the financial part that I need? You could throw in crowdfunding. Go there first before you try to go after the business credit. And, you know, if you can't get the loans, well, really go after crowdfunding before you do the loans because you could have a debt-free business as much as possible. You know? As much as possible. Now, there is a type of crowdfunding where uh, there's equity crowdfunding, there's debt crowdfunding. Mm -hmm. um, that's a little bit different than what I'm talking about in pre-sales. Mm -hmm. However, it is possible to not go into a whole bunch of debt. And the thing is about crowdfunding is that it's awesome on the feedback. I love mm -hmm. authors, so I'm going to stay with authors. My grandfather was an author, so I literally wouldn't be here without <laughs> authors. So I'm always here to help an author. Um, here's the thing. When you're getting together a book, now you're quite experienced in this area, so it's probably not a challenge. But for you, but for others who are brand new, you don't know if that book is going to sell. Right. Yeah. So how about we figure that out before you take time to write the book? That's How about you get paid to write the book? Mm. How about that? You keep saying you want to get paid to write. You want to get paid to write. You don't have to wait on a publisher, baby. You've got the power right now to get paid to write today. Today. So all the people that I'm trying to get paid to write, this so GP chat is here. To, no, you. Because guess what? They can't hire a GPT chat. Sure. They can't pay gpt chat to come speak at the events mm -hmm. they can't he's not yet <laughs> right yeah. so stop whining about i don't have money to do my book crowdfunding because here's the thing with crowdfunding i tell you if you can't sell your book before you write it you won't be able to sell the book after you write it mm -hmm. back in the day people used to write books their self-published book and then they'd have five thousand books in their garage and they'd be trying to sell it mm -hmm. True life story. You will not believe this, Sasha. You're going to blush. You blush when I tell you. I was at a best friend's wedding. Her son's getting married. Beautiful wedding. You, I mean, just, you know how everything is just really yeah. great? Yeah. Great. And we have this one friend we all know. And I see her talking to people. And I see her going to her car and then come back. Okay. Time goes on. I start seeing her book around at people's tables at the reception. <laughs> so, being the nosy person that I am, I went up to this one couple, and I'm like, hey, what, what are you guys doing? What, you know, what do you do? I knew she had written a book, but what it was is she had a ton of these books sitting around, and she was trying to sell them. And so they were like, oh, yeah, we bought the book from her. She told us about the book, and, and then, you know, it was $10. I had $10 cash, and she's like, I don't think she has gas to get home. I'm like, she sold like 50 books. She got gas to get home. But you know, people were not paying attention. They were into the wedding right. reception. And so when this friend we all know was like, hey, I got my book, you know, 10 bucks. So they're like, okay, you know what I mean? 10 bucks here. So you don't want to be that chick at a wedding reception peddling your book. I'm just telling you, the look was bad. <laughs> that is the look was bad. <laughs> That other than that, that wedding was beautiful. Oh, amazing. It was one of those California days where the weather was beautiful, the view from the venue was beautiful. It was just a good time. And nobody really dwelled on it, but we all saw it and we all talked about it later. And of course, I'll still love that. So you don't want to be that chip. It paid to write your book. You can test and see if people are gonna buy your book. If yeah. you can't sell it now, you won't be able to sell it when it's five hundred of them in your garage. Yeah. So Maybe you need a different topic. Maybe you need a different character. Maybe 
you need a different title. Maybe your title is boring mm-hmm. and the book is exciting, but your title is boring. Like there are just things you need to do to market your book and you can fine tune all of that before you spend all the money of self-publishing. Mm. And then you can be creative with the engagement process with the crowdfunding because i know i had a cousin um he has a comic book line and he was doing crowdfunding but he really engaged people like as they followed as they kind of joined in you know they they were part of the creative process so you can definitely weed out a lot of those things if you have that engagement and then when people feel engaged they're more inclined to promote you so it's like serving so many different purposes right there and so you're still bringing in money and you're still bringing in money. You're right. You get to totally engage your tribe. Um, you get to totally look at, you know, my friend that was writing the book, he already had an online comic. The Pug Name Fender was an online comic. Mm-hmm. And so he, he wrote my dog into some of the panels <laughs> and stuff. And so he was turning all of that into an actual book because his dog, his name is Fender, mm-hmm. and he is a pug. He was a pug. His dog passed away. And so this was sort of a tribute to his dog. So in the comics, his dog is very much into hip hop and he has these conversations with <laughs> Lettuce D and this person and that person and you know, all these names that you would know. He got permission to put them in and wasn't just drawing people. Right. But he got permission. And so there was a lot of engagement, a lot of fun around it. Um, he started with the campaign. Uh, I, I don't know if you remember, it used to be a, a commercial. Um, and, and the actor's first name is Mustafa. He's a very handsome man. And he was like, but you wish your man smelled like me. You know, that oh, like, Old Spice. Yeah. You know, Spice. <laughs> so he kind of took a riff off of that. And it was like, Pug, you wish your dog was like me. You know, and he's standing in the shower with his little bottle of, you know, oh. dog Anyway, it was a lot of fun. A lot of that I love that. So what would be the, the main platforms that people can really look use in that? So there's over 5,000 live, legit platforms to mm. use. It depends on what type of crowdfunding you want to use. So you have a lot of options, okay? GoFundMe is for personal tragedies. Burnt up babies, you know, crashed up cars, da 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 You really don't want to put your business on there because it has the vibe of desperation. Mm-hmm. And that's not where you want to come from. You want to bring people on your crowdfunding adventure. It's going to be a fun adventure. Mm-hmm. You want to bring them along for that. So I don't recommend people go there. I recommend they use their businesses and use, you know, you can use Kickstarter. Kickstarter is the biggest website. They process probably $2.5 million a day. Mm-hmm. And but the oldest one is Indiegogo. That's the very first site. Okay. So it depends on what you're doing. If you're selling shares, you have to be on an SEC regulated site because there's certain laws that have to be followed and you can sell shares of your company and therefore raise money that way. Mm -hmm. If you're doing something like a pre-sale, there are just a lot of different sites you can use. So I I don't want, it's not a Prince Charming, you know, like this is it and this is the one. There are so many different sites. You have to look at things like, will your tribe be able to use the site? Kickstarter and Indiegogo are very sophisticated. If your tribe is going to be thrown off by a bunch of other buttons and other things, those might not be the sites you want to use. There are other sites that are super simplistic, mm-hmm. and you just get people to do what they need to do. So you got to consider your tribe. You've got to consider, are they doing what you do? There's a, there's a um, crowdfunding site for children called Piggybacker, and Piggybacker helps children uh, and, and special needs children 
raise funds for little business ideas that they have. But they also have the built-in protections because as we know, the internet is not the safest place for our children. They have built-in protections set up to kind of make sure, you know, other things are not going on, they're not mm -hmm. healthy. So a lot of these different sites have a lot of different features that you need. You don't need extra things like, uh, there are some sites that are really just MLM. You get people on here, you get people to sign up, and then you get this money. Da, da, da. I said, well, I told one guy, I said, there's not really crowdfunding because you're spending time trying to get people to sign up for the site, mm -hmm. not give you money for your project. Why would you spend money building that when you're trying to build your business? Right. So you have to be careful about people adding extra things that you don't really need. You want the least amount of friction between you and the person giving you. And this doesn't include OnlyFans, right? <laughs> no, OnlyFans, I love OnlyFans. <laughs> Crowdfunding, you're really mm. just getting paid for services. It's services. I just had to throw it out there for kicks. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> but, um, I, and I just want to say hi to Ian. Thank you so much um, for that. Uh, Ian Levine is giving us some notes. So I okay. just want to acknowledge them. Um, Let me throw some more. Yeah, OnlyFans is good. OnlyFans is a good thing. Besides, this is your business. Personal hobby thing. Thank you so much for recapping. I love yes. that. I love that. I just wanted to thank so here's the thing. Um, I think OnlyFans is good. I don't think it's, I wouldn't consider it crowdfunding, mm. but I do think it's good. And yes, you should get on there. I know you're doing everything. I'm doing other things too, but yes, <laughs> OnlyFans is a way to go. And anything that's going to help bring you money, you should be interested in. Mm. I have, I reserve my name on almost all platforms. So, you know, but the bigger platforms that give you money, you're going to pay more attention to. Okay. So you want to make sure that that happens. Okay. Um, that's a, let's see. Somebody else. Okay. It's Ari. Hey, Ari. Okay. Only fans. Is a... Only fans for other business. business. Well, listen, I'm going to tell you, there's a crowdfunding site that women who want to get boob implants can get on. <laughs> and so these people, I don't know what you get for giving them money, but that site is going strong. Wow. So it's a crowdfunding site. So I totally get it. But we don't want to poo-poo OnlyFans because I do think there's a place for that. Um, you know, I'm not going to, you know, sell my toe pictures and my, my, my socks. But, you know, you could legitimately sell stuff there, too. Yeah. So just, just remember that. Wow. That's awesome. You know, and, and in so many ways, like just, I know we were just laughing about it, like for breast implants, but... People are getting money for just, and they're raising money for just the simplest things or the things you wouldn't even think of. So if they can do it, so can you as an entrepreneur and, and have so many different methods. So my main question right now is how are you balancing this crowdfunding expert, the TV show? We haven't gotten to the TV show yet. The, the giving back and being a physician at the same time. So I haven't seen patients in... Years, so okay. that's I don't have to worry about that. Okay. I'm not currently seeing patients. Um, the how do I balance the three? Now, I was doing TV since the year 2000. I've had my own TV show on TV since the year 2000. So I've been doing that for quite a long time. When I started with the crowdfunding, uh, that was sort of like a different tribe, and I didn't really realize it. I mean, I was teaching and doing my thing. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, it's about an hour here. It's okay. <laughs> It would be the same here in my house, but I gave them treats and put them up in the room. <laughs> exactly. Uh, right, that five to six 
hour, you know, that's uh, the sun's going down and I don't know, they have to tell him. Yeah. <laughs> so the deal is, is that uh, I was developing the crowdfunding and I realized kind of years later, there's almost like two separate tribes. Like the people who knew that did TV didn't know that much about crowdfunding. Mm. And some of the crowdfunding people had zero idea that it had a television show because I, I didn't want to confuse people. Mm -hmm. And then as things have rotated and progressed, I now have my own, my own local channel, my own Apple TV channel, and my own Amazon TV channel. And then I help other people get their channels and I support them behind the scenes and I also teach them how to monetize them because it's not just getting out there, but monetizing. Once mm -hmm. you get on your own platform and you begin to take control, you realize you got to make money. Mm -hmm. Everybody's out there trying to build their YouTube channel. Well, you don't own YouTube. And as soon as YouTube tells you they don't want you anymore, you're going to be out. Yeah. You know. And just remember, if, the, if it's free, you're the product. If it's free, you're the product. Mm -hmm. So YouTube is out there making tons of money off of you before you'll ever get a dime from them. Mm -hmm. And YouTube is proof that everybody wants to have their own TV show. Yeah. Because yeah. if you have a YouTube channel, that's what you're really saying. And I was saying back in the year 2000, everybody in the future, everybody was going to have their own TV show. I did not know it was going to be YouTube because YouTube wasn't out there. Right. I didn't know it was going to be streaming and all that. I didn't know what it was going to be. But I knew people and things were going to have their own TV shows. Mm -hmm. And so, TV and now it's streaming, you know, streaming television is so important to getting your message out that you really cannot exclude it. You can take your podcast that is on a podcast station and also repurpose it and have it playing on your own Roku, Amazon, or Apple TV channel. And so there you don't have the same restrictions. It's not social media. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to fight the algorithm and trick people into seeing it. You just send them to it and they just watch it. Yeah, yeah. Great material. There, so I think the two crowds are beginning to come together, but not intentionally. I, I kind of look at them at two as two separate crowds. Mm -hmm. They're two separate tribes. They're all my tribe, but they're two separate tribes. Yeah, yeah. But then it's like it, it can support each other. It's like a good ecosystem that you have between the two. Absolutely. Yes, yes. I just love this conversation. Oh my goodness. So let's talk about a little bit before we um, leave. Let's talk about, and if anybody else have any questions, definitely throw them in the chat and we'll acknowledge it. Hey, Brooke. Brooke is up here. Hi, Brooke. Yeah. Thank you so much, Brooke. Yes. Brooke is so awesome. Um, yes. The question I had, just lost it. Oh, so you're giving back. And oh, okay. yes, yes, yes. Let's talk about that a little bit because that's really a good thing when, when business owners can really just step back from their day-to-day -day life and give back to other people who really need the service. You know, Absolutely. yeah, so tell, let's talk about that a little bit. Well, you have to give a shout out to Angela Leonard and uh, uh, Carlia. Uh, Carlia's last name is Urplata, but she's on Facebook as Carlia Perez. Those are the two women that have really taught me, mentored me, really mm -hmm. showed me what it is. I've been helping them with stuff and learning from them and then having them really just Really, like nitty-gritty, when I go need nitty-gritty information, they're there for it. So I've always been doing this. Right now what I'm doing is we do a little relief packs. They're Ziploc bags with black socks, shampoo, soap, a toothbrush. And I got donated, you know, tooth, disposable toothbrush, yeah. toothpaste, um, lotion. We put a little bit of money in there so they can get something to eat. Mm -hmm. uh, food cards are good, but if they, if they give to somebody who's really rough and dirty, 
um, you know, McDonald's is not going to let them stand in the lobby with everybody else. Right. So having those little gift cards sometimes is not helpful for them. They need to be able to, you know, go into 7-Eleven and get what they need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, I, we've, we here do outreach where I, I guess I have this thing now where I can see unhoused everywhere I go. Mm-hmm. Like it's like, oh, we see here. There's a field not far from my home, and I live in a affluent area, but it hasn't been, uh, I guess they were going to build on it, but they didn't build on it, and it has this groove. Mm-hmm. And I just happened to be, I wasn't looking for anything, but I just happened to be looking that direction, driving by, and I see in the groove tents. Oh. I literally can see unhoused people, like, everywhere. Mm-hmm. And so I have these bags in the car that I can give out. If there's somebody by the freeway saying, you know, I need some help, I hand it to mm-hmm. them. It's there's hand sanitizer in there too, you know, all of that stuff in there. And so we're about giving relief. Mm-hmm. I'm also supported by a Dave Doria Cordova and her foundation. They make a uh, contribution every month and I get out there and do it. So yeah. at this point, we just need contributions because we're getting what we need and we're getting out there every week, just handing that out. Mm-hmm. And it's just something I can see. I was actually in Miami with some Fred. Friends, friends, not the one friends. <laughs> <laughs> the most named friend. Uh, Maria Simone and, and Chad, they invited me to come to a conference with them. I did. Mm-hmm. I was in Miami and, you know, just getting the cab into the hotel. I, I'm seeing yeah. right? So uh, Maria and I were just sitting in the lobby. We were talking about her business and building out some ideas and working some things out. And this couple came up here, big pizza box two pizza boxes and they're like hey you want a slice of pizza and we're like it's 10 30 but yeah sure <laughs> you know and so uh what it was is that they had had a party and this was leftover food and they were oh. trying to so maria said um because i wasn't even thinking along this line but she said so what are you gonna do with the rest of the food mm. and they said oh we're gonna go out in the streets and give it to give it to the homeless now, he has on a suit and his beautiful shoes. She has a beautiful dress and high heels. Aww. It's 1030 at night, and I'm looking at them, and I can just, this movie's not going to go well. So <laughs> I said, hey, do you mind if I give you a little bit of coaching? And I tell them what my background is, and I said, I know exactly where there are some homeless people that you can get food to. Mm-hmm. I said, it will take us five minutes to walk there and five minutes back. Would you like me to go to help? They're like, oh, sure, sure. So I told Maria, if we're not back in 15 minutes, call the police. <laughs> it's all good. They're right there. And literally, one of the most beautiful hotels in Miami, on the river, you know, you walk down their uh, you know, driveway, mm-hmm. and the freeway overhang, it happened to be lit, pretty dry, and there were people in there. And that's where I took them. I didn't take them to a dark, deep corner. Yeah. I took them to a drug den. I took them right there where people are just trying to sleep and get along. I said, hey, we have some extra food for the party. Is it okay? If we give it to you, and they said, "Sure, we're hungry." He's eating the beans out of a can, and the guy actually was. <laughs> he was literally holding a can. Right. Can. So I turn around to say, "Hey, give them." They're way back. <laughs> I think when it got real, yeah, it played out one way. When it got real, so I said, "Come on, uh, just you know, I wanted to show her the box that yeah. you know." Yeah, it gets going on. So I open the box, you know, it's chicken and pizza. Is that okay? Yes. So I said, okay, you give it to him. We put it on the ground and we're scooting it. <laughs> <laughs> it 
So I went and just picked up the pizza. I walked over to the main lady that was, you know, mm-hmm. talking for everybody. Right. And, you know, let her break it up however she needs to break it up. A lot of these are communities that mm-hmm. share. Mm-hmm. And so when people say they don't want to get off the street, they don't want to leave their community because it's very mobile. Yeah. If they, she goes into a shelter for two weeks because they keep, only let you stay for two or three weeks. And then she comes back out. Her people are gone. And now she's vulnerable now. So yeah. when they say homeless people don't want to get off the streets, no, they don't want to be temporarily put someplace and then put back out on the street. Like that's not healthy. That's when you don't have anybody. So anyway, the main thing is that we gave them the food. Those people were still talking about that so long that I was at a whole different dinner, different event, and I was talking to somebody. And I introduced myself and I said, "Hey, I'm Dr. Raina." And she said, "Are you from California?" And I said, "Yes." Yeah. She said, "So you were help feeding the hundred people in Miami?" I'm like. You were you in Miami? She's like, no, I was here and I like, okay. So uh, they were very excited about the opportunity to even participate in mm-hmm. that. So it's you know fun to do that. I am not the person that goes into the deep dark woods to get people. I know mm-hmm. people like that. God bless them. That's not me. <laughs> I love the daytime, and uh, I used to have uh, these these bright tennis shoes that had rhinestones on them, mm-hmm. and so. I used to go to this one park, and I said, "You bringing us food with your little sparkly shoes? We knew you would bring some food out of those So uh, it, the people are all around us, yeah. even in a very affluent area. And you know, right now we just want to give. It, uh, I uh, I have a you know we have a website on gift butter where people can give, and yeah. we just want to really um, give relief. Because uh, homelessness is a complicated issue. Yeah. And uh, but I do really feel strongly that we have to pay attention to that. We cannot just continue to let people be homeless. And there's what we call mental homeless is where people are living in hotels. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're not on the street street, but if you're living in a hotel with your whole family, that is still homelessness mm-hmm. or unhoused. You gotta have your own house. They have a home, you know, their little hut in the street, but we right. want to give them their own house. Yeah. So I've just always loved that work. It's just worked out for me. I've just been able to make calls to my business friends like you and say, hey, can I make a quick presentation to your group? I, I need to raise money for this. They allow me to do it and people can give and it's just awesome. I love that. I love it. I mean, and it's such a joy with that. You know, you feel when your heart is, is leading you in that way. I mean, because you really have to be open enough, you know, not just open minded, but have an open heart to really even want to be led to do that. Because we pass people all day long. We drive past people, you know, sometimes you might have the thought like, oh, I don't know if they're scamming or, you know, but it's just like sometimes you just have to give because some of these people, they, you know, probably just a week ago, they could have had their own home. And like in this day and time right now, so many things are happening, like especially with COVID. You have a lot of people with issues with their mortgage, their rent, just anything can happen. It's like you're one step away. Anybody can be one step away. Anybody can be one step away. And the deal is that um, I, I just give the bags and I say, hey, hope this can help. Yeah. And I put it, the money side up and, you, and I watch them. They're like, you know, like they won't open it in front of me. So I just say, hope this can help. And I walk away. Yeah. I don't sit and chat. I don't go for a hug. I don't do any of that. Yeah. I don't wait for a thank you. They don't have to say thank you. That's not what I'm here for. And 
I believe that I'm being led as to who to give it to. Mm -hmm. So I don't have to worry about, oh, they're going to use that money to shoot yeah. up. They're not going to get high with the money I gave them. They're just going to get the stuff. They're going to get high with it. So I don't, I really believe mm -hmm. that I'm very much led to help people. Mm -hmm. I don't spend any time struggling with how they will use the money. That's yeah. between God. God told me to do what I'm doing, gave me helpers to help me do it. So I, I literally am able to just get out there and do it. Yeah, I love it. So, and then, like with this show right here, you know, anybody that are watching now or later or whenever you see it, definitely your, your contact information is all on the, the um, and I'll make sure even more information is out here regarding you and your business. But you can give a donation, you know, go ahead and connect with Dr. Leticia and, and help out, you know, or even use the ideas from what she's talked about to go out and help out yourself. In, in your own local community. That was a good idea, just having the Ziploc bags, just with little hygiene stuff. I mean, you could go in just the toiletry section and buy the little travel stuff and just put it in a Ziploc bag. And that's just so easy and simple, you know, and, and just the little things that you could do to help go a long way. And, and it gives them know. something to help keep their things dry. Yeah. One thing about people is that within the first three weeks, they're usually robbed of everything they have. Mm. Now, not only do they not have a mailing address, but they don't have an ID. So they can't go get services because they don't have ID. It's so such a complicated thing. And so you really, uh, the Ziploc bag, they can reuse for yeah. other things. Yeah, that's wonderful. I, thought Leticia, I said Dr. Leticia. I'm like all in. I was getting all tongue-tied and everything. <laughs> you know, this has been so wonderful. I really love this conversation. I would love to go on and on and on and on. But, you know, I know everybody out there is like, okay, now we got to get ready to do other things. But um, <laughs> but thank I don't so care. Much. But I I just thank you so much. I'm gonna put your information up here, and let's see, find it here because I did have everything. Because you're everywhere. You're on LinkedIn. You're on TikTok. You're on Facebook. And yeah, you guys definitely go ahead and follow her. Get in contact. Just look at going to looking into crowdfunding for a lot. I know there's a lot of business owners who are starting up out there, as well as those who are struggling trying to get funding for their for their businesses definitely contact she is the person to talk to to get it all started and set and set up and um i really appreciate you thank you so much if there's any final words of wisdom you want to give everyone definitely here's your time i just want to say keep your dream going if money is the issue just consider crowdfunding everything doesn't have to be built on loans and everything just yet or business credit just yet you might be still building but just remember, most people's businesses don't actually go into the black and start making business till about three years. Mm -hmm. So if you've been struggling for a year, it's okay. You're not less than anybody else. You're not doing worse than anybody else. It's just a natural part of the cycle. A lot of the times people are telling you to pattern yourself off of someone who had a bigger, bigger uh, help when they first started. People say, well, remember Jeff Bezos started off in his mom's garage. His parents gave him $300,000. Mm -hmm. yeah. So just understand all of these little stories about success people, they may not have started at your level. They maybe couldn't have started at your level. Mm -hmm. And so don't focus on how bad things are. Focus on the vision and keep walking towards the light. Love it. I love it. Guys, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for everybody who chimed in in the chat. I love you all. Thank you. And um, 
Thank you, Dr. Leticia. This has been wonderful. We're going to have to have you come back again. I've really enjoyed it. Anytime, and I will make sure my calendar is correct. Look, we made it, so we're here. That's all that matters. What's going on today? It's a long story. No worries. I'm so glad I was able to be And again, congratulations on your book and your launch in the DR. Thing. We're going to talk about that. I might have to come see you. So, yes. yes, yes, yes. <laughs> just, just stay back for a second, okay? <laughs> for everybody, thank, <laughs> thank y'all so much for watching tonight. And to remember to command your day and everything you do be great. And we'll see you next week. Bye.